What's up, y'all? We're back with Sports Desk. Another episode. You see the title? Aftermath of the Super Bowl. Uh, we're back with Greg and Lou. What's up, y'all? How y'all feeling after the Super Bowl last night? Um, I'm not going to lie. The first three quarters was ass. Um, it was <laughs> literally one of the worst Super Bowls that I've seen. And then the fourth quarter, everything happened. So it, it ended up being a really good game, but I could have went without the first three quarters. How about you? Jeez. Greg? Yeah, they, they could have kept the Super Bowl. I get it. My team was in it and I'm, I'm really disappointed they lost. Um, I do want to say congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning because, I mean, they did win, right? But we, we really need to start talking about, like, not even games being rigged, but the NFL becoming, like, theatrical. I don't know if that's, like, the best word to use, but it's like wrestling now. Like, we all know wrestling mm-hmm. has, like, theater aspects to them and shit, but the storytelling in wrestling is better because it's like, even though some of the things you can telegraph and predict, the Super Bowl felt like, well, this is going to happen. Like, the first half, we know it's going to be, you know, BS. This third quarter was, like, even worse. And then you're like, oh, it is going to make a miraculous win, you know, in the fourth quarter. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, how the fuck does this stuff happen? You know, like, having, like, friends text me, sorry, Greg. And they were like, next year. I was like, bro, like, no, there's no next year. It was this year or no year. All the teams in the league are good. San Francisco to be, to me, in my personal opinion, the best team in, like, the league. For them to kind of squander opportunities, it was just like that. Everything was bad. Um, they really need to start doing the Super Bowl like the first week of February again, because putting it before the um, putting it after the Pro Bowl is ridiculous. I think give the losers of the Super Bowl a chance to actually go and enjoy themselves, right? Right. But ultimately, this Super Bowl. I don't want to say it was bad. It just wasn't entertaining. Like the commercials, yeah. were, I didn't. I didn't see a a single Doritos commercial. And I watch the Super Bowl every year. Like no Doritos. Like Doritos is the brand. When it, when you think of Super Bowl, you think of Super Bowl parties. And what's always on sale for Super Bowl parties? Fucking Doritos. So explain to me how there's no like <laughs> Dorito commercials. There's no Coke commercials. Kanye West had a commercial that he spent seven million dollars on for thirty seconds where he just directed you to a website, easy.com, right? Jeez. They have, Jeez. yeah, he spent $7 million on a 30-second spot for the commercial just to say, please, and it, he recorded it on his phone, which is crazy um, because when you think <laughs> our phone cameras are good, wow. but he, he just, it's like if he was on FaceTime, he was like, hey, just go to easy.com. He spent $7 million on this, $7 million. Meanwhile, there are people like us who are just trying to pay down credit card debt, but he's paying $7 million to tell somebody to go to a website. Then, for the first time ever, I have to say this, and I'm not like a conspiracy theorist and stuff like that, but either the end of the world needs to hurry on up, or they need to stop coming out with these apocalyptic type of movies and trailers and shit, because when you look at the Super Bowl for commercials and stuff you're like oh it's going to be a sequel to a good like a film or some new innovative movie these are all like end of the world apocalyptic like films like they have a sequel to twister which that movie came out in 1996 ladies and gentlemen Mm -hmm. then you have like i'm I'm trying to think of what about like they had the scientology commercial three times i'm like they clearly have run out of fucking ideas 
of what to put <laughs> as a commercial. Like, you used to be able to see the Coca-Cola, like, bear and stuff like that. That was a whole thing. Uh, movie trailers, they've gotten smart because they're like, okay, people don't want to watch the entire trailer here for the Super Bowl and get excited. Let's redirect them to the YouTube channel for the, the trailer, right? So I go and I see the Deadpool trailer, and I'm like, oh, great. Like, you know, go to YouTube.com and look for the Deadpool trailer. Guess what? That's another teaser trailer. What the, just give me the fuck. Stop giving me teasers, right? So there's that. But in the, the give me one second because I'm about to curse and I'm trying to load myself up. But <laughs> uh, ultimately, the Super Bowl, you know, it's bad when there was a ticker not for the players who were going to be playing on the fucking field. But for fucking Taylor Swift to arrive, we need to have a long, like, five-minute monologue between the three of us before we get into the wrestling segment. And then we can talk about the Super Bowl later. But I, I, think, the world's, uh, I think the world's tired at this point. We are all collectively thinking the same fucking thing. Like, is the Super Bowl about football anymore or is it about Taylor Swift? Because the Usher yeah. thing, the, the halftime performance and all that... It's about money. It's about money. And Taylor Swift literally, and and I'm not trying to be that guy because believe me, I'm not. Okay. Mm -hmm. My, my wife and daughter are like in love with her. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've already gone to one of her concerts. They went to the movie and they're going to another one in November. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Hey, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I got to work a little bit more overtime. That's all. Um, yeah. Uh, she is, I mean, and I said this, I, I believe on the last episode we had that she is bringing more of a female base to watch mm-hmm. the NFL and Roger Goodell. I mean, they, they paid, they had a, um, paid that on him. He was sitting here talking to her last night, you know, like, That's Hey, come on. exactly. Just keep doing it. Keep doing it. So she's bringing the NFL money. She's bringing more women, you know, uh, girls into watching football now. And mm-hmm. the NFL are just sitting back and they're loving it. You know, yeah. They're just mm-hmm. sitting back making money. Yeah. yeah. From, from a revenue aspect, I understand <laughs> that. But I have to comfortably say this, and I hope I don't get too much backlash about it. Taylor Swift's fans are not there for fucking football. They're there for Taylor Swift. And right. it's fucking annoying. Because the, the Swifties, like, I like Taylor Swift. Don't get me wrong. Like, I've listened to a few of the albums. My coworker formerly was like, great. Ta- you know, Taylor Swift, because I call it Tay-Tay. She was like, why do you call her Tay-Tay? Because everybody gets the nickname if we like them, right? So, Tay-Tay, we, we like the music and stuff like that. But I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? And on on everything, I'm on Twitter while I'm watching the fo- you know the football game last night. And Travis Kelsey goes and he gets in Andy Reid's face. It was trending, break up with him. Like, hashtag break up with him. The fucking Swifties really wanted him and Taylor Swift to break up in the middle of a fucking football game because he yelled at his coach. There was a tweet like, well, if he talks to his coach like that, just imagine how he talks to Taylor. And then there was like this whole like thread of like 16 tweets about how she goes to all of his games but he can't make it to her concerts and shit. And I'm like, he also plays every fucking Sunday. And she's literally going from Tokyo to here. But mm-hmm. what they're failing to realize is Taylor Swift is not in this relationship for the love. 
Now, say what you want to say. Say that, Greg. How do you know this? <laughs> this is how I fucking know this. Taylor <laughs> Swift is in this for the Super Bowl bag. She is in it for being the halftime performance. Her career has always been what it was. But you can't tell me, coincidentally, just last week at the Grammy, she announces a new album, right? Mm-hmm. And you have football fans who, regardless if you are men or women, because I've heard women that are football fans that are annoyed because it has become the fucking Taylor Swift show. The reason why people missed the last final fucking play of the night. Hear me out. This is this is where it fucked me up. And I got annoyed. People missed the last play of the game because they panned to fucking Taylor Swift. I was like, what What wow. happened? Like, like I don't I don't know if anybody actually if that resonated with anybody, but on everything I love, that actually happened live. Like Tony Romo was talking to uh is it Collinsworth? I think that's who was with uh Romo last night. And they're talking about the play as it Jim happens Nance. To, to Jim Nance, and then they pan to Taylor Swift and she's like shocked. She's like, oh my god, oh my and then I'm like, yo, can somebody explain to me what fucking happened? And then you find out that the Kansas City Chiefs scored a touch. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Like, we were supposed to be watching the game and y'all pan to her. <laughs> Do you understand how fucking ridiculous that is? Like, we're here to be watching yeah. football and they pan to her. Now, I'm going to throw out a number because, again, it's going to annoy somebody, but this is the honest to God truth. Bleacher Report put out that Taylor Swift had 50 seconds of TV time during the Super Bowl. Now, somebody's like, that's not a lot of times, only 50 seconds. You have to think about the fact that she's not on the fucking football field. Mm-hmm. She's in the stands. You know who they didn't show? Christian McCaffrey's family. They didn't show Andy Reid's family. They didn't show anybody. Shit, they didn't show Travis Kelsey's family. They, they showed Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. <laughs> they were sitting behind Taylor Swift. You right. know for a fact that they're fucking annoyed with her, bro. You, you know how annoying it has to be to... <laughs> Like, if I'm Jason Kelsey, I'm like, great, I'm happy for my brother and stuff like that. But this woman is fucking annoying. But to imagine missing the last most important play of the game because instead on national TV, instead of them focusing on the fucking play, they pan to Taylor Swift and Ice Spice to see their reactions. And we're all sitting there like, well, I didn't even see the rest of the play. What? How did the play start? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm legitimately watching. I was like, okay, I see Mahomes has the ball, right? And I saw that, you know, he ran the 14-yard running play. I'm like, great, cool. So they're down, you know, where they are to, you know, almost in the game. They pan to Taylor Swift and Ice Spice. And I'm like, they're so surprised that he ran. This is his job. This is what the fuck he does, right? And on everything, the next play, there's a touchdown. And they pan to her again. I'm like, so can we, I was like, this is the end of the game? Like, what happened? Like, did I miss something? And the, the reason for it is because we all know she wants to be, the halftime performance next year. And they're going to make a whole spectacle probably with Travis Kelsey proposes either over the summer or something like that. Cause they've been expediting the shit out of, out of this relationship. And everybody knows like her dating history and she's not a bad woman by any means, but her, her musical career kind of hinges on the person that she dates. Now, <laughs> Somebody would say Greg's an asshole for saying that, but I mean, it's no fucking document. It's it's funny because it's true. (laughs) Yeah, like, if if somebody can find the lie in anything I've said, I'll shut up. But so far, I've been spot on. Like, we are never, ever, ever getting back together is a hit for a fucking reason. 
like I wouldn't know that she dated Jonas Brothers and Harry Styles and all these other fucking people if mm-hmm. she didn't date them for an extended period of time, break up, and instantly make a fucking song about them. Taylor Swift is known for just literally breakup music shit. So for somebody that knows for a fact that Taylor Swift does have good songs that she could do for the Super Bowl and shit, how coincidental is it that in the pre- in the preseason, Travis Kelsey, because we talked about this on the show last August, we said, oh, well, Travis Kelsey, all of a sudden he wants to get with Taylor Swift. Him and his girlfriend broke up and all this other shit. Cool, they break up. But he's like, oh, I wanted to go and give Taylor Swift a, a Swifty bracelet, right? And I'm like, okay. Lou and I said, I really hope that he doesn't get with her because they're going to talk about this all football season. And surely enough, fucking three weeks later, she gets a connection with Travis Kelsey because I guess one of Travis Kelsey's friends or whatever puts her on like a, you know, not a pedestal, but pretty much puts her onto Travis Kelsey. Next thing you know, he goes to the concert, he meets her backstage and everything like that. And the rest is history. I'm all for love. I'm all for people finding their person and things like that. But this seems like the most fabricated fucking relationship I've ever seen in my life. Like the the person who won the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes, they didn't show him and Brittany Mahomes. They showed fucking Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I was like, yo, <laughs> have we had enough yet? Like Travis Kelsey really did nothing all game. Like nothing. When I say nothing, like 50 yards for him, somebody would say 56 yards is a lot. No, the fuck is not when you're Travis Kelsey. He has no other receivers to throw to. He had he had per- one yard in the first half, and then he had 92 one. in the second half. Hello? All all these things matter. And, no, and I know somebody's like, damn, y'all are talking about the, you know, this Taylor Swift shit hard. And the reason why is because <laughs> nobody really enjoyed the fucking Super Bowl. And anybody you know who watched the Super Bowl, they are going to say the same thing. We could see Kansas City coming back a mile away. There were just little instances. And I, I, we're going to get to wrestling, and then we'll wrap up again with the Super Bowl. But for me, this is when I knew, <laughs> okay, the, 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 the fucking fix is in, right? The, the fix is in with this. One, um, the uh, Moody for the 49ers, right? Their kicker. Mm-hmm. He gets a fucking 55-yard uh, field goal. And they are making it like to be the greatest stat in NFL history. They're saying, this is the longest field goal in NFL. I'm like, a 55-yard field goal is the longest field goal in Super Bowl? How? How? Yeah, that, that surprised me too, actually. Yeah, I was a little bit confused because I'm sitting there. I'm like, wait a minute. These motherfuckers, they complain when they miss a 63, 64-yarder. And it, then when he hit the 55-yarder, they're like, oh, this is a new NFL record. I'm like, that's weird, whatever. Literally, the next quarter, the quarter, I'm sorry, the kicker for the Kansas City Chiefs kicks a 57 one, essentially breaking the record for 55 yards that just happened 30 minutes ago, right? So I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, so we're just gonna, we're gonna make fucking field goals be like the thing of the game to the point where I almost live bet and I was like, okay, we're just gonna have a field goal game. Cool, whatever. And for Lou and I to be like sports betters and shit like that, I told Lou, outside of the stuff that I put in earlier in the game, I'm not betting anything because there's no way we can win any money back. This game is not meant for us to make money. This is them essentially just robbing the shit out of everybody. Like they robbed us for the past two months, just sports wise. But the Super Bowl, none of the stats hit. Like Kittle having two fucking receptions, garbage. Um, Debo doing less than nothing. Christian McCaffrey barely getting fucking sixty rushing yards. Right? I think he had like he ended up with like seventy two. But even then, he had 80 reception yards, which is crazy. Then 
when you talk about, you know, we talk Taylor Swift, we could talk about the commercials, the Super Bowl and stuff like that. It didn't feel like a Super Bowl because instead of them focusing on the field, they were focused on everything else. At one point, they were showing like action shots from like a drone. And I was like, wait, this doesn't look like football. This shit looks like a simulation. It looks like some shit that's not supposed to happen. So like I really would say, yeah, it, it felt like Madden. Like when you change the view, that's what the fuck mm-hmm. it looked like. Oh, wow. But, yeah, it, it was bad. And you know it's bad. And it's not that it's just NFL fans or football fans and stuff like that. There were people who were hosting like Super Bowl parties that were kind of tuned out of the game. My sister's like, yeah, we're not really watching the game. It's on, but we're just enjoying each other's company, eating and drinking and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, like, what happened to the Super Bowl? Did it just get that worse? And I was like, okay, last year's Super Bowl wasn't this bad. The year before that wasn't this bad. Like, what happened? And then you can't even blame the teams that played in it. I just feel like the NFL is like they want to be a big ass concert. They they want to get that that Taylor Swift fan base and stuff like that. So the halftime show with Usher, I was like, okay, this is the first like the halftime show I've seen that was like whatever it was. But ultimately, before we get to wrestling, I'll just say that if I had to give it a rating, this was absolutely like a three out of ten Super Bowl. Three out mm-hmm. of ten. Lou, Lou, what about you? And then we'll get voicemails and stuff. Uh, yeah, like, like, like I said, first three quarters, like zero, like maybe a one, nothing exciting, not entertaining, nothing. Fourth quarter, eight out of 10. Overall, probably a four. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, I'm, I'm gonna give it a four too, because I was going to keep a three because Taylor Swift just, he, she really fucked we won the last play, bro. But again, <laughs> like, I don't know how you want you pan to somebody for the last play of the game that's not on the field, man. Like, and then what made it worse is at the end of the game they went and I guess like they you know they go to nightclubs and stuff and celebrate, right? Everybody else is celebrating, and this is how I want to tie it into wrestling. Um, but basically, at the end, they all hanging out at a nightclub and shit. Hold, hold on, because I'm about to. So, this is what happens. They show Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift kissing. People are surrounding them just watching them kiss like they watched a fucking Disney movie and the princess <laughs> finally meets the prince. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Y'all, like, this is so fucking corny. And everybody knows. Just, we're all, I can rest assured of this. Whenever they break up, here, here's the thing. Whenever they break up, because it's inevitable. Like, unless they literally contracted that this relationship is going to last, then cool. But what I know for a fact is once she gets the halftime show and they end up breaking up and shit after the fact, when that contract expires, we're going to be sitting there like, you guys wasted two years of watching them date to the point where we can't watch any Kansas City Chiefs games. People are going to get annoyed with it. It's going to be like the Roman Reigns title reign for the WWE. We're going to be like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, how long do we have to watch this? The show must go on. But tying it into wrestling, that same night that, I'm sorry, last night, they went and they showed um, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift uh, kissing, right? They panned over to uh, Travis Kelsey's brother. And I don't know if he really is Alan from The Hangover in real life, or he just, he does the most wild shit when he drinks. And he's probably going to get backlash for this because it ties into wrestling and people get really offended about luchador stuff, right? 
He is in a DJ booth, drunk out of his mind, wearing a Rey Mysterio mask. Wow. At a nightclub. And wrestling fans <laughs> I, were pissed. I saw that. I saw that. Wrestling <laughs> no, wrestling fans are pissed. People are saying he doesn't he doesn't know how to control himself when he drinks. Me, I found nothing but joy. This was the one highlight of the Super Bowl to see fucking Jason Kelsey drunk out of his mind wearing a satchel like Allen from The Hangover and a Rey Mysterio mask just drunk. That, and he's only drinking because he absolutely hates his brother's girlfriend and we know it to be true. Um, we have these voicemails before we get into the rest of the segment because I don't want to keep these too long. But boy, y'all are going off. Y'all eight voicemails in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> Eight voicemails. This is how you. This is how you start a fucking episode, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. I felt like the Super Bowl was really mediocre. Um, I must say that San Fran really gave the game away by not capitalizing on turnovers. You had two turnovers for zero points. You can't let that happen. The first three quarters were. As Luce asked, the fourth quarter, it was okay. But then again, you know, they had to make it a historical ending where Patrick Mahomes throws for the final touchdown. I'm watching the game. I called the play. They ran the play to the T, and I'm like, this is bullshit. But the Chiefs won. San Fran gave it away. And that's my take on the Super Bowl. Oh, halftime show was amazing. Usher over yes. Chris Brown. Now, I don't know about the over Chris Brown, but he did do a good performance. We'll talk about that. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's keep going. Fuck the NFL and Taylor Swift. They showed that motherfucking bitch every time or every chance they had. Why the fuck are they showing Taylor Swift during America the Beautiful song? We didn't want to see her white ass in that song. Every time Kelsey caught a pass, there's Taylor Swift. Before he caught a pass, there's Taylor Swift. We don't give a fuck about her. We want to watch the fucking game. We don't want to see fucking Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is fucking trash. Thank you. And this this is no disrespect because I'm I'm a, I'm a Taylor Swift oh, fan in small doses, right? I think the issue is Same. the NFL thinks that we need to be like. Imagine if, like, Beyonce dated, like, Travis Kelsey or something like that. They wouldn't treat that relationship the way that they do. They are treating her like the media darling that she is. But it's to the point where everybody that surrounds her, I don't know if they make her better or if they're just like, okay, she's hot right now. Let's just put her around a whole bunch of people. And it's going to – people are going to be entertained by it. And again, what I'm about to say, somebody may be offended about, but I promise you, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, <laughs> right? Um, like Brittany Mahomes, I've always seen her as just like a, you know, a, you know, not even just humble because that just sounds like a really like egregious word, but she seems just like very like I, I love my husband, I love football, I'm here to be entertained and stuff like that. But in the last like three months, bro, she she looks like she's hanging on Taylor's coattail and shit at games. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what what is this? I, like if you ever watch them together, it's like it just seems forced. It's like okay, she's a Taylor Swift fan that actually gets to meet Taylor Swift every week, and she's like, I get to hang. It's like the like when John Cena does the Make a Wish uh, thing for a kid. It's like oh my god, like I've been your biggest fan. Like that's how it feels with Brittany Mahomes, yo. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because 
we, we've never seen, like, I know she does, like, fitness and everything like that, and I follow her on Instagram, so I just, I watch her story, I'm like, yo, like, I love the fact that, like, her and Patrick Mahomes seem to be a really good fit, she seems to be a really good mom, all these things, and then Taylor Swift comes around, I'm like, what the fuck, what? Like, all of a sudden, she's, she's <laughs> hugging her every fucking play, they're high-fiving, Taylor Swift's taking shots and shit, I'm like, okay, this is weird, but then, this week, or actually, I'm sorry, Saturday, the night before the Super Bowl, they announced that Brittany Mahomes is going to be a Sports Illustrated model. And she, she's wearing, like, you know, the bathing suit and everything like that. And it's not a problem. That's not a problem at all. My thing is, would she have gotten all this these endorsements and, like, all this shit if this wasn't a thing? Because now I feel like, and mm-hmm. again, call, call me the asshole, is we know Patrick Mahomes is the leader of that team. But they're trying to put Brittany Mahomes or push her to a status that she, she doesn't want. Like, I don't think Brittany Mahomes wants to be known as, like, Patrick Mahomes' wife, the swimsuit model. Like, she's she's never done that for fucking seven years. It's never been that. But they have to make her, like, give her something. Give her a role to play because, you know, here's Travis Kelsey's girlfriend, future fiance, wife or whatever. And it's fucking Taylor Swift. So we have to make something out of Brittany Mahomes. That, that, that's just how it feels mm-hmm. to me. Y'all can say I'm wrong. It, it just, if you know for a fact that your like spouse is like a mega star, and then like your friend's spouse is just like your your average consumer, your average Joe, people want to look at them differently. Because I didn't see Brittany Mahomes, and I've seen her what every game that they've had. She's always been right, freaking frack with Taylor Swift. So it was surprising to me. I'm like, where's Brittany Mahomes today? Like, she's not hanging out with Taylor Swift. Like, what, what is going on? But you know who is? Fucking Curly Q. Ice Spice. I'm like, what? What, Curly what are we Q. doing here? <laughs> yeah, but let's keep going with the voicemails. Again, fuck Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift never reached the hood. Bring back Britney fucking Spears. Britney Spears was way hotter than fucking Taylor Swift. Pink way better than Taylor Swift. Those white artists reach the hood. I don't know one goddamn Taylor Swift song. Me either. Back in the day, (laughs) we knew Britney Spears songs. We knew Christina Aguilera songs. We knew NSYNC songs, Backstreet Boys songs. I can't name you one goddamn Taylor Swift song. Me either. I I think the reason why you don't realize them... Here's the irony. Most of us know Taylor Swift songs. It's just... We don't, I don't want to say we don't resonate with the music. We're not going out of our way to listen to Taylor Swift. You have to be a, a true Swifty to appreciate the catalog, right? Like there are some people who can go word for word, just like, you know, your favorite artist. But with Taylor Swift, a lot of her shit to me is not even just breakup shit. The fact that we're on a sports desk and we're 20 minutes in talking about Taylor Swift is fucking annoying me to me. Right. With. But <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, yeah. Like, as a sports fan, we shouldn't even be having this conversation because you can be somebody's spouse and you can be their girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. But the fact that the sport is promoting her more, they're promoting her more than the fucking parents of other people. Like, they did a comparison of Taylor Swift's, like, suite to the Kardashians. At that point, I'm like, yo, the fuck has the NFL become the shade room? What What is this? This is disgusting, bro. But let's keep going. All right, shout out to the panel. Was goody. Hope y'all having a really blessed, productive uh, podcast or whatever, right? So my thing is this: what are we talk about aftermath for the Super Bowl. All right, so everybody is of course commenting and acknowledging the whole like Usher, who 
is he who is he hugging on? Like Alicia Keys or some shit? Now, first off, again, I don't really give a shit. I mean, it looked it looked consensual. You know, obviously she liked it. You know, I really don't get what the big fucking deal is. I mean, maybe I guess because she's married or whatever. But here's the thing: I think her husband even publicly wrote in a fucking tweet or some type of public tw- uh, post that he didn't give a shit. So, I mean, again, nobody got hurt. Nobody seemed traumatized. Let's let's just all fucking move on, right? But uh, yeah, good show. So clearly, we we'll uh, have to push back the wrestling segment a little bit. <laughs> clearly, yeah, because uh, um. And bless Alicia Keys' heart. I mean, yeah, she started off on bad note, but I mean, who doesn't? Literally, <laughs> literally. <laughs> I mean, Twitter just or X X litter up. I mean, <laughs> well, and I, I did I did see something on Twitter X, whatever you want to call it, about two three hours ago that uh, Usher and his girlfriend or whatever. Actually, mm-hmm. got buried in Las Vegas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Again, yeah. So the Super Bowl wasn't about the fucking football. It was about the spectacles yeah. that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, the Alicia Keys thing, like I thought it was a little bit weird because if you look at the photo of Usher and Alicia Keys, you can just Google Super Bowl with their names or whatever. And his hands on pussy. I don't care what anybody says. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful <laughs> by saying the P word. His hands on vagina, bro. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. like, that's a little bit aggressive. I don't care. Like, husband, you know, he can say what he wants to say. It's not that serious. It's not that deep. Cool, Swiss Beats. Here's what I'm trying to say to you. If your wife, regardless of how comfortable you are in your relationship, a dude who literally starts his performance saying that this is rated you for maybe we'll break up relationships and shit. And the first thing, he, he slapped Alicia Keys on the ass. He, you know, put his hand around her mm-hmm. neck and kissing her on her neck and shit. Then full palm, he had a Michael Jackson glove. So it's not like we, oh my God, I'm, I'm really about to say this. And somebody's going to be really offended about the comparison I'm about to make. But I don't care because it, it is what it is. They gave Justin Timberlake hell for the Janet Jackson shit. And the fact that he had, well, I'm talking about Usher now, he had his full fucking hand on pussy. In the Super Bowl, and she had a she had a red fucking outfit on. He had a white glove, and you can see it. It's my avatar on Clubhouse right now because I thought it was the funniest shit on planet Earth. Right? Uh-huh. But the fact that people were saying, "Oh, well, that's bad." Here's the thing: the performance was good. The halftime show was good. Was it better than Bruno Mars to me? No. Was it better than Weekend? Absolutely. But when it comes to that halftime show, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, you know, if I had to give it a rating, I would give it like a a seven out of 10. And the reason why is there were a lot of elements that I hadn't seen. Like I haven't seen to my recollection outside of Beyonce walking onto the physical field. I didn't see a lot of like superstars, like just use the football field as their stage. And then they jump on stage after. So I thought that was unique. The skating, I thought that was dope as well. What I did not like about the halftime show is the Alicia Keys part. Now, hear me out. Somebody like, damn, girl, you kind of, you, you're going, you're talking about Taylor Swift. Now you're talking about Alicia Keys. Who's next? We're just going to focus <laughs> on Alicia Keys right here. And I only have one point, which I think is really fucked up for them to try to do. They tried to correct her mistake for the Super Bowl. Now, anybody who watched the Super Bowl live, Alicia Keys missed a note. Like, she she came in and she sounded like she was screeching. She was like, oh, oh. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, that's Alicia Keys. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. 
the the entire world was talking about it because she has a history like of people saying that she can't sing live. I've never seen her live, but anybody I've ever known that saw her live was like, oh yeah, she she's not a good singer live, right? And that's fine. Like it's all interpretive when it comes to music, right? But the fact that the NFL and YouTube went out of their way to edit the clip. They re-edited to make it oh, sound shit. like she didn't. Yeah, if you go to YouTube or if you go to Twitter, you can see the difference. They show wow. a video of what it was when you watched it live versus what they did after they edited it. When they edited it on YouTube, it sounds perfect. It sounds like she didn't miss a note. But if you actually watch mm-hmm. it and you see the clips of other people watching it, you're like, oh my God, right. it sounded bad. You, mm-hmm. It's like what happens like if your dog hears like the doorbell and they start barking, that's what that's what happened to me when I heard the note. I was like, wait, what the fuck was that? Like, what? What? Like, who was that? That's Alicia Keys. Cool. Yeah. Again, it it, it was bad. We, we got six more voicemails. I'm gonna I'm just blow through these, and then we're gonna go into the wrestling segment, and then we can we'll wrap up again with the Super Bowl and everything because I think we've already talked about most of it, but we need to get mm-hmm. to these voicemails. Greg. They better not give Taylor Swift no motherfucking halftime show. <laughs> it is going to be in New Orleans next year. She cannot get New Orleans. I don't give a damn. The only way Taylor Swift could play halftime show is if that shit's like in Oklahoma. And Oklahoma don't even got no goddamn football team. So we don't want to see her ass at no goddamn halftime show. If she does do halftime show, I'm boycotting the NFL. Never watching it again. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to tell you, bro. Um, here's the thing: she's she gonna be there. <laughs> At this point, she's gonna be there. You think she's really dating this guy and dealing with him and being this close to Goodell? And sh- Goodell was probably talking to her like, "Hey, you know what? You can do the halftime show next year." Mm-hmm. Um, and j- just the, my last little iteration, and then we'll get to the voicemails. Somebody mentioned this to me, and I didn't think about it this way, but. It, it's absolutely true. Is the NFL gave Jay Z the opportunity to do the halftime shows and stuff like that, and he's done a great job with what he has. The issue is this: there aren't enough black acts that they can go and say who's going to like that are safe to do That's the right. halftime show. Mm-hmm. Like they, um, yeah, we're, we're going to go into that. Like, uh, Cashley, if you could please, like, just put a pin in that for the end of the show when we get back to football, because I yep. really want to get into wrestling. Mm-hmm. But if we could definitely go and talk about like who would be left to do the halftime performance, you would be surprised mm-hmm. at this list because what Jay Z did wrong. Um, and again, I'll get back to the voicemails. What he did wrong is he did these collaborative Super Bowls, you know, like with these black mm-hmm. artists and stuff like that, where. There's, multi- there's multiple people. So they can't even yeah. say, okay, yeah, I've done the Super Bowl before. So now I can do it myself. Like Alicia Keys, now she's never going to get a her own like Super Bowl thing. Little John, Ludacris, they're never going to get their own Super Bowl thing. Like it's not going to happen. And right. I personally feel like we've exhausted that list of black artists that are safe to do the Super Bowl. That's right. Greg, again, they cannot give Taylor Swift the halftime show <laughs> next year. You cannot give the whitest white woman the halftime show in one of the blackest goddamn states in New Orleans. If they don't have Lil Wayne and Drake in New Orleans and they have Taylor Swift, it's going to be a total failure. <laughs> total, total, total fucking failure. You know what? 
I'm, let's let's pin let's put a pin in that one. Let, let's put a pin in that one because we we're going to talk about the Lil Wayne thing. You made a very valid point. Let's keep going. I think Joe had another one. Here we go. Yo, my bad. I made a mistake with that last message. Um, but Joe, I definitely agree. Honestly, dude, my my guy, uh, hey Greg, I agree with you. I agree with you, my nigga. Like, honestly, you're going to get a follow just for that. This is the most fucking fabricated relationship I've I've ever fucking... <laughs> I've ever fucking heard about in, like, all my fucking years living on this earth, bro. Good show. Yeah. Appreciate it. Of course, man. Like, and it, everybody knows it's fake. Like, it's not even, like... We've gotten to the point... It would be different if Taylor Swift wasn't just, like... It's like, all right, cool. She dated, you know, uh artist or something like that. But... We, we know how this goes. This is her first, like, public showing of her relationships, right? Where she just seems smitten and in love. And we're just sitting there like, wait a minute. Didn't you were just dating a dude in, like, July, bro? You, y'all broke up. And then here it is in fucking September. You, you smitten over Travis Kelsey, who you've even admitted to saying that you just, like, completely pooed him away because you didn't see the vision. What she sees, though, is a fucking NFL check. She's like, wait a minute. This is good for business. And nobody is saying this shit in these articles. Bleacher Reports, kick, you know, kissing her ass, ESPN, all, like any sports channel when it comes to football after the Super Bowl last night. I'm hoping that they talk about the game, talk about some stats and shit like that. Do you know they spent 18 minutes, because I counted, they spent 18 fucking minutes talking about how Travis Kelsey and uh, her, Taylor Swift, were just on the field together, just in a loving and a loving and we are talking fucking football here loving embrace again fuck y'all very much for attempting to ruin football for us because we came for one thing and we literally get in a theatrical relationship between taylor swift and travis kelsey and then the some uh, the symbolism of the number 13 and shit they, they were really talking about like the gematria and all that shit of the number 13 and how they got to i'm like bro y'all supposed to talk sports you know there's actual stats wow. that happen in this game this is this is ESPN, mind you. They're talking about the relationship, and I'm like, bro, you know, there were stats, but here's wow. the issue, Cashley. Lou and I will tell you, there really weren't enough stats in that game to actually talk about. Lou and I oh, made a crystal clear. There really wasn't. <laughs> there were no stats. There were no stats. There was a tw- there was a tweet that a guy he was so bored with the game he put a five dollar bet in on a forty four. K, one of 44K, like 44,000K parlay for a four leg. And the four leg was, um, the people who, the three people who scored touchdowns to all get their touchdowns. And one, I think he was supposed to get like over like 26 yards. That happened, right? But he was so bored with the game that he went and cashed out. So he put the $5 in and he cashed out for $5. That $5 would have won him over 70 grand. Over 70 grand. He said, you know what? The game was so boring, he cashed out. And he regrets it because the fucking thing hit. And this is the shit that Lou and I talk about almost every week with sports betting. Two more voicemails, and we're going straight to wrestling. What's going on to everybody, Benesons? Hey, Greg, I'm not sure if you went over the uh, the whole haircut that uh, their demon, uh, Travis Kelsey. Oh, that is crazy. When in actuality, it's a 94 ball fade. I'm not sure if he spoke out about that uh, and set the record straight. Hey, I did not create this haircut. Um, I was inspired by it or or what, but I did see a lot of him 
showing him taking his helmet off uh, last night. And, you know, it, it's, it's really ridiculous. Uh, but uh, enjoying the talk. All right, peace, Menasaz. What's up, Menasaz? All, all I can say about that, and I, actually, I'll just say this. Travis Kelsey is the the black man that white men, I'm sorry, the black man that white women would date if they can bring them home to their parents. Like, <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know that sounds fucked up, but it's true. Um, cause Lou and I had a joke the first couple weeks of the NFL season about Travis Kelsey. Cause we know Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey, they have beards, right? They're like the, the, the beard guys, right? So Travis Kelsey, you know, he had a beard for the preseason. And then when he started dating Taylor Swift, he cut the entire fucking beard off except for the mustache. And he was doing the, the Ronald McDonald shit. And we're like, yo, what the fuck? What is going on? Somebody would say witchcraft. Somebody would say, oh, he's smitten and shit like that. I just, I really want Travis Kelsey to come out of the sunken place because this relationship, it sucks. It sucks. Last voicemail, and then we're going straight to wrestling. If it plays. Uh, To the brother's point on the halftime show with Usher. And first, let me say, uh, speak my disclaimer, uh, this not my woman, so um, it's really none of, I, I don't really care, but I look at it like this, you know, if you're going to allow Usher to grab her like that, and it's okay, then they owe 45 an apology, just for I'll talk, about to talk it. and no touching. See, y'all talking real fucking spicy. Y'all talking real <laughs> spicy to start this show. Mind you, we, we, we've talked for 40 minutes about, obviously, the Super Bowl. So we ain't going to have to talk mm. much about it then. Two more and Cashley straight to wrestling because I think mm-hmm. you and Lou have to unload the clip because I've said enough when it comes to certain shit on wrestling. But here we go. Travis Kelsey is not the white guy that black women could bring home. With the beard, yes. You cut that goddamn beard off, he's the whitest tight end known to man. Looks like a oh fucking hillbilly. Oh my god. Pretty good. So, <laughs> segueing into, like, I guess a different topic. Yo, did y'all peep the commercial? I mean, again, the commercials for, like, the Super Bowl is always, like, on an elite level, right? But did y'all really peep? Did y'all peep the uh, the movie commercials, bro? Like we got fucking the sequel to the Planet of the Apes. We got that Deadpool coming out. It's a lot of good shit coming out this year, bro. Um, yeah. When we when we get back to football, we're gonna talk about that because we got a laundry list of commercials we need to talk about. But we got to get into wrestling, so. Cashley. Oh boy. Yes. The, 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 floor, the floor is yours. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm definitely going to start on the New Japan side. Uh, they have a couple of things going on. Uh, one, they kicked off their Fantastica Mania Tour uh, with their joint venture with CMLL. So if you really want to check out some uh, dope luchadors um, that, you know, high-flying Mexican-style wrestling, definitely check out New Japan and their Fantastica Mania uh, tour. They are also in the middle of their New Beginnings tour, um, and they were recently in Osaka. And there was a couple of things going on at that show. 
one, it was one of Okada's final dates. So he had his match with uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, which if you're a diehard New Japan fan, you know that was like full circle for them. Um, He made his comeback facing Tanahashi. He beat Tanahashi for the title. And now he's uh, making his final rounds in New Japan. And he was able to beat Tanahashi for that um, match. Also, the IWGP tag team titles was on the line. Uh, Hikaleo and El Fantasmo lost to Bullet Club's Kenta and Chase Owens. And I, I really got to say that the booking on this was terrible because TMDK was right there, but I guess that's neither here nor there. Um, also, Bullet Club War Dogs faced the United Kingdom in a cage match with no DQ, no time limit. And in 64 minutes and something seconds, Bullet Club's uh, War Dogs actually defeated United King- United Empire. And that was actually Will Ospreay's final match in New Japan. Um, as we know, he's actually going over to uh, AEW full-time. But he said that his contract allows him to work with New Japan when he so chooses. But he's choosing to work more U.S. shows because it allows him to get back to you know the U.K. a lot easier. So uh, he's choosing to go that route. Um, speaking of Okada, it's being reported by Fightful Select that he is playing the sign with AEW. And I think that was, I think that was pretty expected for the most part. But uh, I, I got to say, uh, Tony Khan, when he breaks out his pocketbook, he gets he gets what he wants. So that's uh, Okada. He's signing Will Ospreay. Word is he's gotten Mercedes Monet, so she's going to AEW full time. So, um, and I think her contract may allow her to work with New Japan as well. So, I, I think that'll be pretty nice for her. But yeah, he's making some pretty big acquisitions. Let's see where it goes. Um, I, I, I'm gonna be hopeful. I'm gonna be optimistic. I, I'm not gonna be the pessimist. So, you know. Hopefully they got the right storylines for them and, you know, they can make it pop. But uh, moving on to the WWE side of things. Um, Recently, there was a press conference, which uh, Greg alluded to uh, earlier on in the show. Um, The WrestleMania kickoff, uh, which I believe was also in Vegas as well. Um, So we had Rhea Ripley. She faced off with um, Becky Lynch. Uh, Bianca Belair was there. And also, uh, Roman Reigns was there, along with Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, and also The Rock. Um, <clears throat> the Rock and Roman Reigns, as we know, kind of came out there on a united family front. Uh, pretty much gained up on Cody Rhodes, and Cody said, you know what, I'm picking Roman Reigns. So that's who I'm facing at WrestleMania 40. And you know, that that's when things kind of went left. He met the palm of Rocky's hand. And, um, yeah, yeah, and, of course, I think um, some people got their positions within the companies kind of confused, and Triple H had to, you know, clear all that up at SmackDown, let everybody know he's HNIC, he don't care what head of the table you are, he don't care what table you sit at, he don't care if you're the one waiting on the table, sitting under the table, he don't care. I I run the show, and I'm saying it's going to be Cody and Roman at WrestleMania 40, and that's what it's going to be. So, with that said, the Elimination Chamber, which will be in Perth, Australia, live February 24th, um, they will have the men's uh, 
Elimination Chamber to determine who will face Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Um, so far, Barbie Lashley, Drew McIntyre, and uh, Randy Orton have secured their spots. Yeah, um, I guess, can we discuss the press conference for a while? Because after The Rock came out on Friday Night SmackDown, I was confused as hell. Like, where are we going with this? So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, <laughs> like, look, what do you what did you think about this? Well, and I said it in the like, you know, in our group text uh, after that happened too. That like, I was just confused. Like, you know, they just had to stare down, and right. then you know, the whole press conference thing. Like, it just had me totally confused. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. Um. But we all, well, we all know now. If you don't know, Rock is you know part of the uh, the uh, the board now. Yeah, uh, with TKO. So you know, Seth wasn't too happy with it. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, and the the fans, maybe half the fans, are not happy with it either. Mm-hmm. Like, really not happy with it, and. They're all, you know, saying, well, the, the Rock can come in and just do whatever he wants, blah, 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 blah. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm so confused. I, I don't know even, you know, where this is going. All right. I know is the Rock's a heel now. Right. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of, uh, what was this? Maybe, was it 2000s Rock? Mm, Maybe when Hollywood he was a heel. Rock, I believe. Yeah, so. yeah, Hollywood yep. Rock, yep. Yep, so that mm-hmm. that's what that heel is. And, you know, um, somebody brought up a point where normally this would have led to something by, you know, between Rock and Triple H. But I think, unfortunately, Triple H has his heart issue, which I don't think he's really gotten, you know, treated like that. So I don't think in-ring action is possible. But if he was in good health, you better believe that match would have been set for WrestleMania <laughs> For sure, the, the way that it was kind of spicy, it was kind of spicy. So, definitely. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm just not entertained by it. Yeah, I guess at the end of the day, it, it it was the distraction they needed because for a short time, how many people were talking about, you know, Vince and his past coming out of the closet. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. So it's like, I mean, I don't know how many people really notice that, but it's like, okay, yeah, we see what y'all are doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's really, I mean, there's nothing they can do to, to hide that at this point. Um, more and more is going to come out. And uh, I mean, I, I guess road, road to WrestleMania, you try to do what you can to put your eyes back on WrestleMania, but just want to let them know we, we see what we see what they're doing. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, but I'm uh, just, yeah, I, I'll, I'll say this because um, with the thing, because I saw it late, um, they did a really bad job at not telling people that it was going to be on Peacock and everything like that. They did not right. really promote it, like you know the the kickoff. And I understand it's full like fledged like Super Bowl mode, but. I had to go back and look. I didn't see a lot of promo for it, for it to be as exciting as it actually was. So they, they really have to kind of capitalize on the ability of stream and stuff like that on Peacock to tell people mm-hmm. because they were po- they were posting it as if like, okay, 
you can find this on, you know, on Fox or you can find it on USA. I'm looking at what, that's what, what I thought channel? too. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't, I don't know. But the, the smack, it, it felt real. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really happy they did decide to pivot. But the reason why I don't believe in the Hollywood Rock thing is because if he's gonna be a heel for like 45 days and you know finally go and go at Roman, you know, and cost him the belt, bringing it into like SummerSlam where they have to fight in some like grandiose match. I don't know where SummerSlam is this year. That could have all just happened at WrestleMania, and we could have just been happy about what we would have gotten. Because right, I I know it's gonna sound crazy. I don't want to see a Roman and Rock match without the belt. I don't. I just I, I don't want to see, see that it. match. I don't think I want to see that match. Period. At this point, I yeah. kind of feel like I kind of feel like that moment has passed, and I and I kind of feel like Roman's had the title way too long mm-hmm. to the point where. I don't. I don't want to say lost its meaning, but I kind of feel like it, it lost its. It's lost something. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of feel like maybe, mm-hmm. maybe they're a year too late with the Roman versus Rock. That I think that's mm-hmm. what I think. It's a year too late. Yeah. Um, they, I think. I think that they were hoping that the Rock was going to come back like during the pandemic after the Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah. But then he had Black mm-hmm. Adam. But where he, like him, his money's funny because he done ruined the DC money. Um, he's also ruined like franchise money with Vin Diesel and everything ending pretty much Fast and Furious. He ruined the Hobbs and Shaw thing. He, every franchise that, you know, is a franchise, he's been a negative point of it. And now, like you had said earlier with the Vince thing, now that Vince is out of the picture, he's like, let me get my money now. Like, let me make sure that I can, mm-hmm. you know, get my legacy. By, you know, not being Dwayne Johnson anymore when he comes out. He's The Rock now, again, which is crazy. But he has the rights to that name. But I think right. a, stipula- a stipulation in him getting the rights to that name, which I'm sure Triple H and all of them probably had to, you know, get from Vince, was I'll give him the rights, right? But the caveat is he has to do what Brock has had to do, what Goldberg has to do. He has to run this tour. He got to... You got to do something for us in order for him to get off scot free. So yeah, you get mm-hmm. the rock name, but yeah, you, you're gonna be at forties pay per views this year. Yeah, you want to instill this storyline and stuff like that. But for me, like I'm happy that they went the the rock heel route. It's just the way they went about it was like, nah, this looks like y'all fucked up before, and now mm-hmm. you're trying to make up for what you did. And all mm-hmm. the WWE fans are like, yeah, this it doesn't feel right, but. Again, we'll find out this week because I'm, I'm sure you want to get into that. But yeah, hope I'm hoping that it's good because if not, this may be the biggest mistake they've made since the mm-hmm. which which what was that Goldberg match where he almost like killed Undertaker? Um, God, can I? Oh, was wow. it like a was it like a crown was jewel? It? Where yeah, that's that's I right, think so. Crown jewel, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yep. we shall see. What else did you have? Yeah. Um, well, just uh, to touch on Elimination Chamber really quick. Uh, like I said, it's it's live on Saturday, February 24th from Perth, Australia. Start time, 5 a.m. Eastern, 2 a.m. Pacific time. Just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> I only stay up for New Japan shows. I'm not staying up for a WWE show. So replay it is. I just... <laughs> Just wanted to point that out. I don't know if anybody was aware of the start time. 
But yeah. Um, and that's uh well, I guess on the NXT side, anybody been catching up with NXT? I haven't. Um, well, um I- well, Carmelo Hayes is on his Shawn Michaels right now. He turned on Trick Williams after uh Vengeance uh pay per view. So oh, wow. let's see what Hill Mello is gonna do. Um Brian Breaker. Yeah, and uh Brian Breaker. Um his tag team partner won the Dusty Rose Tag Team Challenge. So mm-hmm. now they will face the tag team champions from the family, uh, Tony D'Angelo and uh, Dax. Uh, they're the current tag team champions, so they will face them at some point. So, yeah, Mello was a heel. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Like I said, he, it was very Shawn Michaels-like. If you remember Shawn Michaels when he turned on Marty Jannetty, Mm-hmm. In the barbershop back in the day. Oh, he yeah. had on kind of that similar fit. Oh, wow. So it was very, I mean, it was very, you could tell Shawn Michaels had his hand in that one. Like you could tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super kicked her right through the glass. <laughs> yes. Yes. If, if they were, if there was a glass, I'm pretty sure they would have recreated that too. Right. But yeah, it was exactly so, like that. So would that be a WrestleMania match, maybe? Um, a mania match, no, but definitely a takeover match because that they okay. normally do takeovers during mania. Okay. So they have their own um, NXT specific shows on mania. So well, it looks like I, I gotta I have to get on it because y'all been telling me about Trick and you know Carmelo. So yes, I'm about to be on it. Yes, definitely. And um, I see we have two voice notes, so we'll get on into that one. I agree with you guys. The Rock, Roman Reigns, Cody Rose. Thing is all confusing. I think what threw the hiccup was CM Punk getting hurt. And then Cody Rose saying that he wanted Roman Reigns right after he won the Royal Rumble. And they tried to get him to fight Seth Rollins and have The Rock still fight Roman Reigns. But somewhere in between, it got all mixed up and confusing, and they didn't know how to fix it. And I guess the press conference was a way to try to fix it. But I don't know. It's just still crazy. No one wants to see The Rock fight Roman Reigns with him on his side. It makes no sense. Yeah, and I agree with that point of how the press conference was their way of trying to fix it. They wanted to see, okay, yeah, we're... We're a part of this family dynasty, and we have to do this. And fans are like, "Nah, we don't want to see this." So, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, they've actually they've ruined the everything about the championship of Roman Reigns because it's like, bro, like you have to have everybody in your corner in order to win or look like you win. All the matches have the same mm-hmm. ending for the past year, and that, like every if you look at all of his matches for the past eighteen months, same fucking ending and style. Right. But now you mm-hmm. add somebody else who really doesn't need to be a part of this whole legacy of you. They had to do an explainer as to why that well, what, what do they call him. I'm going to completely tank the rocks uh, title in like the legacy of like that family. Is he like the king of the hill or some shit like that? Um, all I know is if um, Roman's like <laughs> the head of the table, then right. has to be like the, the head of the house or some shit. I don't know. But that's corny. And then you have the element of like solo and like what happens there, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it's too much going on, and 
when you think about the fact that Roman has this belt, and at one point he still had two, like right. we're going on to what year four of the same shit. I think it's enough. Enough's enough. So, mm-hmm. not, but ultimately, I think we both, Cashley and I, we we made a really conscious decision of not doing WrestleMania because when we talked about it this time last year. When you mm-hmm. announced, like, hey, it's happening in Philly, I was like, oh, my God, we got to get our tickets ready. We got to start doing all this. Sometimes right. you got to let shit play out because mm-hmm. when I tell you, for this to be WrestleMania 40, it feels nothing like WrestleMania 30, like, at right. all. Like, I understand it's mm-hmm. a 10-year difference, but that, for them to have the roster that they have, which is better to me, in my personal opinion, than it was at WrestleMania 30, they've, yeah. they've dropped the ball in a major way, a major way. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'm going to get into two more voice notes here. Yeah, my bad if you love San Francisco 49ers, but I'm laughing, y'all. My cousin loves San Francisco. My other cousin, well, you know, my brother likes San Francisco. And my friend, she was for the Chiefs. I congratulated her. I don't like neither team, but anyways. Um, I tuned in, and it was tied up in 1919. And after that, I'm like, wow. I mean, I don't know. That's it. The congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I think that's how we all feel. But if you can get Lou to have an emotion about a game like he had last night, that means he really <laughs> must have hated it too. You know me too well, <laughs> bro. Like you notice, we we didn't really text about the game. Usually, we text like, "Yo, that's a good play." Yeah, I texted halfway through it, or like the second quarter, and I said it earlier. Like it was just, it, it like you said, it wasn't entertaining at all. Like it was just like I don't know, it was just there, <laughs> you know. Like yeah. it was just like a regular football game. No, so I, well, yeah, I, we'll get in, we'll get into that in a few. So yeah, yeah so have one more what voice. Is, what is okay. Mm-hmm. Now you go ahead. You, you play the voicemail. Roman, I mean, sorry. Seth Rollins is giving Cody Rhodes the business right now on Raw. Let's make it some really valid points. Let's see? Yeah. I got to go and watch the replay because I don't like watching Raw live anymore. I, I need to be able to skip a commercial break or two. But. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, wait. Is it. When is Elimination Chamber? Is that this month or is it next month? It's this month. On the twenty fourth. Oh, okay. So not this week, but next week. Okay. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. On well, a I Saturday. Will be tuned in. I will be tuned well, in. Well, it's Saturday Hopefully. in Australia, so it might be what? Is it Sunday here or? Yeah, I that would don't be know, like what but... Sunday at that would be like Sunday at twelve, right? Like that's usually one of the one p.m. pay per views. Kind of like Crown Jewel. Well, that's the thing. thing. Is it's starting at five a.m. That's what that's what the uh, advertiser says. <laughs> See. So, yeah, I understand they're trying to bridge the gap and like get a bigger fan base and shit like that. But no, yeah, mm-mm, mm-mm. I, yeah. I, I'll catch I'll get my lock screen notifications and then I'll watch the match, you know, acting like I didn't mm-hmm. see the results because. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have one more voice note and then um, I guess we can go on back to the Super Bowl. Uh, discussion there. Okay. Wow. 
I think Cody Rhodes could actually beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Seth Rollins just offered him shield protection at WrestleMania. Oh, wow. wow. Wait, wait, wait. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah, what? Yet. Yeah. Shield protection. Mm. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, John, now they... Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, so now we got to go and watch it. So we, we're going to make the right. the football Super Bowl segment a little bit shorter. Um, <laughs> next week, we'll talk about the Super Bowl commercials because, again, there weren't enough in my personal opinion that matters, right? So let, let's just wrap up by giving, mm-hmm. like, you know, like two takeaways, both pros and cons that you took from the Super Bowl, either the game, just okay. in general. So we'll start we'll start with you, Lou. All right. Well, <clears throat> uh, pros? I'll tell you what, I'll just start with this. There's probably way, like, way too many cons compared to pros. Um, <laughs> eh, I mean, I guess the pro about it was it was competitive, you know. Um, con, like you said, not very entertaining. Um, and yes, they, they did show Taylor Swift too damn much, way too damn much. But you know what? Going into the game, you had to know they were going to do that anyway. And I'm not trying to talk about her. We, we, we've already done that for the first half of the show. So I'm not even going to go into her. Um, I got to say, I think the, uh, the officiating was pretty good. Um, there was a couple missed calls, I think, but. Officiating was good. Um, I, I, I like I said like earlier. I give it a four out of ten overall. Fourth quarter, of course, was the best quarter. But I, I, I will say this: right at the end of that overtime, when Kansas City scored, I like I didn't know the new rule, but I guess there, like if if it would have if the clock would have ran out. It would have been just like a like quarter number two, you know what I mean? And I didn't know yep. that. I thought they would like. I mean, of course they're going to go to another overtime, but it's like a, another game, and I never knew that that was part of it. You know, I just thought I knew they couldn't tie, of course, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, I just didn't know that. So I guess half the players didn't know that either. <laughs> so you know, it, it is what it is. Um, but. You know, everybody's else said it too. I'll say it. You know, congratulations to Kansas City, and you know, uh, I don't know, no more football for another, I don't know what, six months, seven months. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Yeah, for me, my, I've already said my cons. The the pros to me is how they handled the overtime. I feel like. Mm-hmm. There were, you know, even though the teams were saying, oh, well, we didn't know how to deal with the overtime. Like, they've been doing the overtime the same way forever. It just hasn't happened right. in the Super Bowl, right? Right. So just right. That. They were just making bullshit excuses. Um, another, <laughs> another pro for me would be the length of the Super Bowl. It didn't feel long because everything seemed like, again, I know we keep saying it seemed forced, but it just seemed structured. Like, all right, cool. We started at 635. We're doing this, this, and this. Like, everything just seemed to have, like, its place. So I'll give them their kudos for that. Um, if I have to give a, a con, if I had to give, like, a major con to me, would be the, the it would just be the, the actual sports. Um, and we need to kind of address that when it comes to the football season next year, that 
football is more entertainment now than actual stats. And it's not like NBA where they're just patting stats and stuff like that, but it's ultimately become a thing where these players aren't playing for anything anymore. It's the Super Bowl. You're telling me like George Kittle has two fucking receptions because they rather block with him or, you know, because he's on the, you know, on the sideline half of the game. That's a little bit weird for me. Um, Right. We've talked, we've talked about this before of, Imagine going and spending, you know, how much that is. Like, there was a guy, like a famous, like, you know, celebrity who he was saying, like, his seats were like four, I think he said it was like $14,000 just for his one seat. And wow. he left at, he left at half because yeah, he wasn't entertained by the game. Like, mm. I don't know how it would feel as a, a fan of a sport to go spend that much money and then it'd be bad. So, you know, that's just a, a really bad time for me because it just it hurts knowing people, one, have that much disposable income to just waste <laughs> on the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. But it's like 14000 uh, Like, we're not even being realist anymore. But the people who were paying those tickets, though, Lou, they weren't actually watching the game. Like, when they were paying into superstars, they're there for the halftime show. They're there oh, for right. the mm-hmm. sites. They're not there for the game. I was like, wait. They're, like, there, to, the yeah, they're, they're there to beat other celebrities and shit like that, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, and you know there was going to be celebrities all over the place. It's Las Vegas. so Exactly. So they, they have to do better, not just in football, but in sports in general. Because, I mean, this weekend we got the All-Star Weekend. And we all know, like, the All-Star Weekend, All-Star Week is when most players get their rest. That's when most players don't, they do less than nothing, right? I don't even know who the fuck is starting for the All-Star Game. Do I care? <laughs> no. Um, I forgot about the All-Star yeah. Game. Yeah, I forgot about it too because it's it, it's in what Indianapolis, so uh, they can keep that. Yeah, yeah. And the, you know there have been so many players who have had so much rest this season that they're injured, which that's another story for sports. Are you resting players to the point where they're just injured now? Like it's like oh yeah, you gave them four days off, so they know when they're traveling to Atlanta and California, they're just gonna eat up and drink up and shit like that. They're there for the vibes. And then when it's time for them to play, they pull an Embiid and end up getting injured. And they're out for six to eight weeks. But then they want to be nominated for MVP. It doesn't fucking work like that. So <laughs> just like ultimately, man, like that's probably why I'm so scorned with the sports bet, Lou. Like, you know, Lou will tell you, Greg will go, like if I have $25 in like, you know, bonus money, I'll waste like 22 of it on one night instead of spreading it out because I'm like, I'm hopeful that some shit's going to happen. He'll tell you one day this weekend, I was like, no, nah, I just, nope. Mm-mm. That's exactly what I did today. And I haven't really even looked at anything yet. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I got $25 of bonus bets and I literally spent 23 of it. So, yep. Yeah. So it's just, Oof. yeah. But we, I'm hoping next week, um, cause I'm going to be watching wrestling. I actually looked at a schedule that, you know, IPTV has. And apparently there's a lot of, indie wrestling that's happening this weekend so i'll be mm-hmm. more like yeah. talking about indie wrestling on saturday and fr- and friday night i didn't realize there was even more indie wrestling that happens on friday evenings so i'll be oh, watching yeah. iptv for that um because again like I, the dunk contest and all-star weekend that's cool but i've gotten more into wrestling because it's not just as entertaining it's also free and i can't bet on it so it's helped <laughs> so you know shout out to <laughs> wrestling for doing that um, I know we got one more voicemail, but my last little talking point, and y'all can you know say your final thoughts as well, is the teams, both San Francisco and the Kansas City Chiefs, had really good seasons. Um, there were a few things that 
this weekend kind of brought to light is that the awards that are given out by these leagues like the NFL this year, a lot of people aren't really deserving of them. They, they said Lamar Jackson had what? Tw- I think he had like 24 votes and um, what's his name? I want to call him fucking Jared Allen, but Josh Allen, he mm-hmm. had one vote. No other votes for anybody else. And people like Christian McCaffrey are sitting right there. Brock Purdy sitting right there. And no other votes for them. Which, again, they gave Christian McCaffrey Offensive Player of the Year. Shout out to him. Shout out to the new inductees to the Hall of Fame. I'll talk about that next week so we have some type of football. But outside of that, man, this has been a lackluster start to the, you know, the sport year. And the NFL left uh, a sour taste in my mouth because it, it, it's no longer about football. It, you know, the Super Bowl is theatrics. And for them to, you know, go from the the no kneeling and all that other stuff with like Colin Kaepernick to this shit that they have now, it's disgusting. And I'm I'm just really not a fan. So I, I'll leave it with that. I, I just want to, I, I like, all right, yeah, before we head out, because I know we're at the show, I, I just want to make an early, if I can, and we can, we can put this in the notes or whatnot, but an early NFL prediction for next year. And... Today, I'll just here. I'll just say it. Kenny Pickett will not be the Steelers' starting quarterback next year. Justin Fields will be. Oh wow! Oh, wow. that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. You know what? We're gonna put that in the notes. We're gonna put that in the notes. Um, I'm a, like, Cash. Do you have anything else or? I know she's not nah, right now. That's it. All right, so I'm, I'm gonna let John. You know, you know, I'm gonna let him play out the last voicemail. But thank y'all for listening. We'll see you next week, John. Here's his voicemail. Yeah, Lou. I was really shocked when I heard that too. That if the time would have ran out, they would have went to a second quarter in overtime. That really. Shocked the hell out of me. I really thought they were going to just run the run the clock out and just go to the second half of the or second quarter of the of the overtime. But it didn't end up that way. I guess everybody wanted to go home. Very much, man. Good point. Good point. All right, All right y'all. We'll see you next week. Peace. And y'all have y'all have a good week. Peace out. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get, for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. <laughs>